Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. Thank you guys. Another good morning. Buenos dias. Happy Mother's Day. Feliz Dia de las Madres. And... Uh, Greetings to anybody listening to uh, this podcast later on. We are just um, blessed to be here today, and uh, I'm excited for what the Lord's going to speak. Uh, by the way, as usual, if you would like to follow along with the outline of the message, it's always available through your Bible app, or we got a few printed out there in the back. You can grab one if you would like. As we continue our theme, Every Word... Does anybody know what Matthew 4.4 says? Come on, somebody. Matthew 4.4 says? Okay, if you grew up in the 80s, there was this thing called a cassette player, and it had a, it had a, a button called rewind. Well, rewind, or if you grew up where I grew up, rewind. All right. So, everybody, we're going to press rewind. All right. Matthew 4, 4 says, people do not but by Y como dice Mateo 4, 4, la gente no vive solo de pan, sino de That's right. And our commitment this year is that we are going to what? Read. ¿Qué vamos a hacer? Very good. Speaking of our uh, reading through the Bible, our, our daily Bible reading, you know, as a church since January together, all together we've been reading through the one-year Bible. And right now, uh, we're reading through the Gospel of John in the New Testament, right? And that's where we're going to go today. And so some of the scriptures, um, uh, a couple you have just literally read, maybe this morning or, or yesterday, and a couple of others you're just about to read. So that will help uh, um, us have some perspective in uh, what we're going to learn today as apply it to what you just read and what you're about to read in the Gospel of John. And I always like to encourage you to uh, take the next step by getting plugged into, getting connected to a discipleship group because that will take this, what we're learning together on Sundays, to the next level, help you in uh, grow in your walk with Jesus. So um, I have a question. So, what was your favorite subject in school? Somebody said none of them, right? History. What was your, what was your favorite subject in school? Math? Lunch? Recess? Basketball? Dismissal? Oh, goodness. Well, when I was in school, my favorite subject was language, language arts, okay? I've always loved language, and so pardon me for slightly geeking out on you today. We're going to have sort of a grammar lesson as a part of our, uh, of our message today. But, man, I was just thinking back that uh, I even won, um, like, 
I would win the spelling bees. And I even went and competed in a language arts competition, grammar and mechanics and all that kind of stuff, and I won. I got a trophy for it. I didn't say that for you to clap. I said that because I'm going to geek out a little bit on you today. We're going to have a little Holy Ghost grammar lesson. Is that okay? All right. promise it won't be hard. We're, uh, this is week two of knowing the Holy Spirit. Does anybody want to know the Holy Spirit? I don't know about you, but I don't want to just know about him. I want to know him. I want to know him in a close, personal way. And uh, last Sunday, we learned about the Holy Spirit's heavenly name, and we saw it through the lampstand in the tabernacle, right? Could, does anybody, uh, I know this is going to be interesting, it's going to get probably loud and chaotic, but can anybody remember in order the names of the Holy Spirit, his heavenly name that we see? Uh, it's, refle- it's, it's seen in the end in Revelation, but it's explained in Isaiah And it's represented by the lampstand in the tabernacle. And if you weren't here last Sunday, you're probably going, go back and listen to the podcast. It was was something something very um, deep and powerful in your relationship with the Holy Spirit. So if if you didn't get last week's message, I do encourage you to go back and listen to that podcast. But does anybody remember what the lampstand represents, the seven heavenly names of the Holy Spirit? Does anybody remember the, the middle? Spirit of the Lord. And, and that is our lamp of freedom, right? Our lamp of freedom. And then we had the spirit of wisdom understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and the fear of the Lord, right? And when you read in Revelation about the sevenfold spirit of God that's represented before the throne of God, um, it is a reflection back on the lampstand in the temple And the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ that Isaiah prophesied that would be fully upon Jesus, okay? So the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of wisdom, the Spirit of understanding, the Spirit of counsel, the Spirit of might, the Spirit of knowledge, and the Spirit of the fear of the Lord. And we learned all about that last Sunday. But uh, today, I'm going to give you four prepositions. Does anybody remember what a preposition is? No? Something before a verb? Not necessarily. (laughs) That's an adverb. Okay. Anybody remember what a preposition is? Hey, I'll tell you what it is is actually in the word. It describes position. Very good. Okay. Describes position. So some common prepositions. Does anybody know? Can anybody remember any? On, in, beside, on top of, under, beneath, below, left, right, right. Words that describe position, at, okay? Today I'm going to give you four prepositions that are going to help us understand our relationship with the Holy Spirit. Are you ready? 
All right, and then I'm, 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 I'm going to just go ahead and tell you. I'm going to make you do it, okay? I'm going to make you demonstrate it. Ready? I want you to say alongside, alongside. With, with, in, in. Upon. upon. All right, ready? Ready, ready, ready? Get your hand ready. Say alongside, alongside. With, with, in, in. Upon. upon. I'll do it too hard now. All right, ready? Ready? Let's do that again. Alongside. With, in, upon. Turn to your neighbor and say, alongside, with, in. point to their heart and say, in. Now slap them on the head and say, upon. Now, next Sunday, listen, next Sunday we're going to be teaching and focusing on how the Holy Spirit comes upon us, okay? How the Holy Spirit comes upon us. So you got to come back next Sunday to get upon. Today we're going to focus on these first three prepositions. Alongside, with, and in, or inside, right? We ready? For that, let's go now to John chapter 14. We're going to read verses 16 through 18. And Jesus is uh, giving some very important instructions and encouragement to his disciples before he goes to the cross and then back to the Father, okay? This was Jesus' possibly biggest pep talk, okay? He was getting them ready for him to not physically be with them any longer. Are we ready? And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you he is the holy spirit who leads into all truth the world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him but you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you Go back one, uh, one slide, please. Because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Uh, a few weeks back, Pastor Liz taught us about a little bit about the Holy Spirit. And she gave us the word that we see here. In John 14, it says, if, again, if we could go back to the, the beginning of that scripture. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. Okay? Does anybody remember what that word is, the biblical word, the Greek word? What? Paraclete. That's right. Everybody say paraclete. Okay. So I want to explain, uh, just briefly review something she showed us. The word is paraclete when it says, I'll ask the Father, and he'll give you another, another. As in, get this, in place of me, Jesus was saying. See, I'm, I'm, I've been with you all this time, but I'm going to go back to the Father, and when I go, another one is going to come in my place, okay? And he's called the paraclete. Now, does anybody remember what para means? Beside, with, or alongside, okay? So paraclete is one who's called alongside. 
right? So we have to understand that he's alongside us, all right? Everybody look. This is you. This is the paraclete. Ready? This is the Holy Spirit. The river of living water. Except I can't have a river in a pitcher because rivers flow. So just use your imagination. Okay? Here's the Holy Spirit. Okay? And Jesus said, when I go back to the Father... In that same passage, they're all upset because Jesus told them, I'm going to go to the cross and I'm going to go back to the Father. And they're like, wait, you're going to leave us? Basically, he said, you don't understand. It's better for me to go because when I do go, ready? The very same spirit that's been with you through me is now going to come be with you and even in you. So Jesus says, when I send the Holy Spirit, when I send the paraclete, okay, he's going to come alongside you. Yes? So, come on, say, alongside with. Do we see that he's, he's now, he's now alongside us? I don't know about you, but I'm glad to have the Holy Spirit alongside. Yeah? He's with us. But our amazing media team is doing amazing today. If we could just go back to the scripture one more time where it says he'll be, yes, all right? He'll never leave you. He's the Holy Spirit who leads in all truth. The world can't receive him, okay? It's not looking for him, but you know him. You recognize him because he lives with you through Jesus, okay? And later he'll be where? In you. So this to me is, is so amazing, all right? The paraclete, one who's called alongside, he's so with us that he's inside us. Now, He'll never stop being with you and all around you, alongside you. But he's so stinking with us, he's on the inside of us. I don't know about you, but I have some pretty close friends. Does anybody have close friends? They're with me, but not one of them lives on the inside of me. Okay? I've got some good friends that are very helpful in my life. And they come alongside me, and I'm alongside them, and we help each other. But they can't live on the inside of me. Let me tell you, we have a friend who literally isn't only with us. He's so with us, he's on the inside of us. He's not just with us where we go. He's with us in what we feel. He's with us on what we think. He's in, he, Jesus said, 
He's been with you all this time. And in a few minutes, I'm going to read an, uh, another translation of this, that that's permanent, okay? He's always going to be with us. In fact, just if you do this, I mean, it's just he, he's, he's, he's with us. He's alongside us. He's all around us. He never leaves us, right? The Spirit of God. But now, because of what Jesus did on the cross... When Jesus went to the cross, he carried our sin upon himself, that sin that separated us from the presence of God. And when he died, sin was removed, and now the very Spirit of God comes on the inside of us because there's no more barriers. I know I'm repeating myself, but could... he's more than with us. He's with me in my car. He's with me at home. He's with me at work. But he's so with me that he's with me where no one else is with me. He knows me and he knows you. You know, those things we have called thoughts and feelings on the inside. Did you know he knows them before you even know him? Before we even think what we think, he knows what we're going to think. Before we feel what we feel, he knows. So many scriptures describe our paraclete. The one who's alongside. And he's so with us that he's in us. But today, I want to give you three of his special names that really describe the Spirit of God with us and in us. Okay? And these, listen, these three names of the Holy Spirit, if we, if we, can, if we can grasp, can have an immediate impact on our life. What we're going to talk about here in the next few minutes isn't something that we can experience one day. No, no, no. What we're about to look at can have an immediate impact on our life right here, right now. He's with us. He's in us. He's alongside us. And I'm going to give you three names that describe that. Are you ready? Number one, he's the whoo, spirit of adoption. He's the spirit of adoption. John 3, 5 says, Jesus replied, I assure you no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. Okay? Born of water and the spirit. Romans 8, 15 and 16. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he what? Rebel, wicked sinners who turned our backs on God. Let me read it again. Come on, say. Rebel, wicked, sinners. I turned my back on God. We received God's spirit when he adopted us as his own children. And now we call him Abba. Come on, just say that. 
Abba. Not Father. <laughs> if you have kids or you've ever been around kids when they come and say, like, they're hungry or they're thirsty or whatever, they come and they say, they say, Daddy! Right? I hear it constantly, pretty much every night. Daddy, I'm thirsty! Can you bring me water? <laughs> if you say please. My kids don't cry out to us at night, Mother. <laughs> Father, the progenitor of my being. My creator. Thou that hath reproduced me. Never once have my children called me father. My, my kids call me either papa in Spanish or daddy in English. Why? Because I'm not far from them. I'm with them. I'm alongside them. My DNA is in them. I don't live in some palace far off. Who knows where, where they need a special appointment to talk to me. But don't we see God like that? No, I am. If we were Hebrew, they'd call me Abba, Papa, Daddy. This is a description of a, an affectionate, close relationship with a father. Okay. And it says here that we received God's spirit when he adopted us, as his, as it, when he adopted you or adopted us as his own children. Now look, we call him Abba. How? For his spirit. This is just. <sighs> his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we're God's children. Literally, God's spirit joined together, joins together with my spirit and with your spirit. And that, listen, that's what makes us children of God. Becoming a Christian is not simply a natural decision we make in our mind. Listen, we don't become Christians, we don't become children of God just because we decide to believe in something. That does not make us Christians. That does not make us children of God. To become a Christian is supernatural. It's something that only the Spirit of God can do in us. 
Now, we have a part in it. We have to receive him. We have to believe, but we have to more than listen. We have to more than believe and, and receive and assent to knowledge. We have to receive his spirit in our heart. And when we do, listen, our dead spirit, the spirit of the living God comes and joins to our spirit. And then his life, he's alive is infused into our spirit, if you will, his DNA, his identity, rather than being a poor lost sinner. Now we have the life of God the Father infused on the inside of us. We become children of God. This hit me so strong. Listen, the Spirit of God's Son literally comes to live inside of us and joins together with our spirit, infusing us with his life and his identity and causes our dead spirit to come alive as a child of God. Understand this. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of Christ. Christ is God the Son. Yes? Jesus Christ is God the Son. So it's the spirit of God the Son that makes me a son. It's the spirit of adoption. Another way to describe it is the spirit of sonship. Okay? And, and ladies, don't fret. That implies daughtership, daughterhood. Okay? The spirit of God the Father that was fully on Jesus Christ, God the Son, now... God the Spirit comes to live on the inside of us, making us sons and daughters and making God our Father. Wow. That, by the way, is what happens when you become a Christian. It's not just I believed, I said a prayer, I went to an altar, I filled out a card and checked off a box that I got saved. And that's fine, we can do that, by the way. If you make a decision to receive Jesus Christ in your life, you could let us know on the back of the orange cup. But listen, becoming a Christian is not just a natural mental decision. That's when we got so many folks running around thinking they're Christians and they're not. Because to be a Christian, your dead spirit has to be reborn. Jesus said you must be born of water and the spirit. Now this, this is what really hit me. I don't know if we have any, any parents in here who have adopted children, but I'm sure you know someone who's adopted. And we're all aware of what adoption is, right? In fact, with what all is going on in our nation, I believe a big adoption movement is about to happen. We ought to lead the way as, as, the, as the people of God, right? But listen, the process of adoption, Liz smiled way too big on her. The process of adoption is not a child pursuing a parent. The process of adoption is a father and a mother pursuing a child.
That's the Holy Spirit of adoption. Listen, you did not get born again because you were looking for a father. You got born again because the father by his spirit was looking for you. That changes everything right there. It's not about what I can do for him. I'm his son, and I like doing stuff for him because he found me. When I was lost and, spiritually speaking, fatherless, lost in my sin, separated from him, he didn't wait on me to come looking for him. He took on flesh through Jesus and came looking for me. And then he paid the price to forgive me, to forgive you of our sins, to get that stuff out of the way so that we could be restored and renewed back in a relationship with him. And then he sent his very own spirit to come let my heart know that. The gospel of Jesus Christ is more than just good information. It is a supernatural good news. And we have to get this too. We're born again. Most of us in here are born again. And if you're not born again today, the spirit of adoption wants to come and adopt your heart. Okay? But all around us, everywhere we go, every day, all the time, the Holy Spirit is looking. The spirit of adoption is pursuing new children. Doesn't that change evangelism? We don't have to win people to Jesus. We've just got to join in with that spirit, the spirit of God that's looking for new sons and daughters and invite them in. We're Christians. We're children of God, not because we decide it, but because he decided it. Our only part was to believe it and receive it. Don't you just love the Holy Spirit? If you haven't experienced this, you can today. Let's keep moving. I could just do a whole message only on that one, but we got the spirit of truth, number two. How is the Holy Spirit alongside, with, and in us? Well, first, the spirit of adoption. He makes us God's children, but two, he's the spirit of of truth. Let's read John 16, 13, that same chapter. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into most of the truth. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you to discover your truth. When the spirit of truth comes, he'll guide you into all truth. See, he will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he's heard. And, by the way, he'll also tell you about the future. <laughs> oh, how we need the spirit of truth in these deceptive days. Would you just bear with me for a second? Yes? 
there is no such thing. Look up here. There is no such thing as a new truth. It doesn't exist. There isn't one. All these people running around, including many Christians, talking about this new truth I discovered. There isn't one. Listen, there isn't any new truth. Jesus Christ. Come on, do this. Come on, say one way. This was back in the 70s with the hippies and the Jesus movement, all right? Come on, say one way. Yeah? One truth. One life. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the truth. Not most of the truth or part of the truth or some people's truth. Because today it's fine. If Jesus is your truth, that's fine. I have my own. Listen, please don't buy that. Please, I beg you. I implore you. You want me to get on my knees? Don't buy that. There is no your truth, my truth, their truth, or a new truth. There's the truth. And Jesus Christ is truth, and the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, is the Spirit of truth. And if we will follow him, we will be led to all truth. We never have to walk in the dark, y'all. Really. You never, ever have to walk in the dark. Because we have the spirit of truth. He's our light. We never, this is another thing I really felt like I had to say, especially, it's probably for everyone, but especially to the younger generation. You never, ever have to just accept confusion. You don't have to live confused like all your friends. You don't have to live in a cloud. You don't have to know, I'm I'm, I'm just not sure. You can know for sure, for sure, the truth. The spirit of truth. If you've received him, he lives in you. And he will lead you into all truth about everything. Because he knows. So how does this, how does this, this work? I just wrote down a few sort of sentences that help me understand how the spirit of truth has worked in my life, and I hope it helps you. Are you ready? The Holy Spirit helps me hear beyond what I'm feeling and what I'm desiring and helps me hear what God says. See, we all hear our feelings and our desires, right? Like, I'm, I hear hunger right now. Also, I hear, and maybe the only one because I'm under these lights and running around like crazy, I hear on the inside of me, I'm hot. It's hot in here and stuffy. My truth is that it's hot. Your truth is that it's cold. Which one's right? 
in this situation, there is no truth. It's just 72 degrees or whatever it is. It is what it is, okay? For if, if, if 72 is hot for you, if 72 is cold for you, sure. But the truth is, the truth is that it's 72. Whatever that means for you, it doesn't matter. To me, put it down to 65. Come on, somebody. Liz is like, turn it up to 75, right? <laughs> Got some cold-natured ones in here. All right. The point is, I know that's silly, but the Holy Spirit, apply this to actual important truths, not just the temperature of a room, okay? The Holy Spirit will help you hear beyond what you're feeling and actually hear what God is saying, okay? The Spirit of truth, listen, helps me and you differentiate between our thoughts and opinions, oh, and this one, the opinions of others, okay? So we've got our own thoughts and our own opinions and other people's opinions. How many of us know those aren't the most important things? Not even our own thoughts and opinions. The Holy Spirit will help us hear and differentiate between that and what God says the truth one more the holy spirit helps us identify the voice of the enemy and to know the voice of god now we will hear his voice inside our spirit Jesus said we'd hear him. You will hear his voice inside your spirit if you're listening. He's talking. I hear him best when I'm quiet. It doesn't happen very often. I have to intentionally be quiet and just, oh, okay. You will hear him speaking on the inside of you if you will listen. In your spirit, not up here. Sometimes you would be like, wait, what? But it's him. You'll hear it in your spirit like a, the Bible describes it as a soft, gentle, or still voice. How many of you know, to hear a whisper, you got to be quiet. <laughs> got to be still. See, he's inside us. Remember? He's inside us, so we'll hear him in our spirit, but we will also hear the spirit of truth speaking through others because he's alongside us and with us and in others. And sometimes, listen, I've found sometimes, many times, if I'm not hearing him... On my own, on the inside of my spirit, I'll hear him through somebody else if I'm listening up, right? Because he's in me, but he's also with me. And just like he was with the disciples because Jesus was with him, he's with us because we're with each other. And if he's in you and he's in me, I can hear him through you too. Careful, don't be weird. I hear the voice of God on my own. 
Well, you do, but you don't live on an island. We live in this thing called the kingdom of God. The body of Christ. We're a family. We need each other. The Bible says we only see and hear in part. And you need my part and I need your part. If you'll perk up, you'll hear the spirit of truth speaking through other people too. Now, caution, caution, caution before we move on to the third and final one. Careful, 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 careful. The Holy Spirit will always, say always, always. speak in agreement with what he already said. Holy Spirit will never tell you something that's contrary to what he already spoke in his word. That's why we be reading every word, right? Because I need to know that that feeling or that thought or that impression that I felt, if that was actually God or if that was me and my feelings and my own opinions or if that was something that has been imposed on me by somebody else. I need to know what he already said if I'm going to be able to hear what he's saying now. A key to knowing the spirit of truth and being led into all truth is to know the truth that's in his word. Then when you hear him, you'll go, oh, I know that voice. And then when it's not him, you'll go, "Uh uh-uh, I know that voice. That's not the voice. Amen? One more. He's the spirit of adoption. He's the spirit of truth. And finally, oh, thank you, Jesus. He's our helper. Anybody need help? On a daily basis. Hourly. Minutely. Millisecondly. (laughs) Come on, somebody. We're almost done. You ready for this last one? I'm going to breeze through it. Ready? Just come, somebody say, I need help. Let's go back to John 14. Same one we already read, but we're going to read the Amplified now. Ready? And I'll ask the Father, and he'll give you another helper, paraclete. Okay, remember? Paraclete. I don't think that's John 14, 16, and 17. (laughs) That's all right. Listen. I'm going to read to you the Greek paraclete. Ready? It literally means all this I'm about to say. Comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby. That's perfect. Thanks, guys. Let's go back to that one. Let's give our media team a big hand. They're really... I've been... I've been doing more back and forth than normal, and they're hanging. All right, let's do that again. I will ask the Father, and he'll give you another helper, which we learned in Greek is paraclete. Oh, how about in Spanish? Do you know? Paracletos. All right. And that means when Jesus says helper or paraclete, it's comforter, advocate, intercessor, which means counselor, strengthener, standby. To be with you forever. Ready? (laughs) 
the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive and take to its heart because it doesn't see him or know him, but you know him because the Holy Spirit remains with you, what? Continually and will be in you. He'll never leave us. He's continually with us, alongside us. And he's so with us, he's what? In us. He's our helper, number one, okay? He's our comforter. Why? Because following Jesus is uncomfortable. Following Jesus goes against the grain, against the flow of the world around us. Following Jesus is dying to ourself and what we want and our ways and our opinions and our feelings. So what about my feelings? He knows how to take care of those if you'll just die to him. No, sit, listen. Too much attention on feelings in this generation. He'll give you the right feelings if you'll just die to your feelings. Listen. L listen, I don't mean... I'm not trying to be insensitive about feelings. Your feelings are real, but often they're not true. I've, I've found that out. My feelings are always real, but a lot of times they're just not true. Thank God for the spirit of truth. The way we get the right feelings is to die to the wrong ones. Okay. Take up your cross and follow me, Jesus said, instead of just going and doing what you want. How many of you have found out that that could be a little uncomfortable? <laughs> but we have a comforter. Who, listen, when following Jesus hurts our feelings, or following Jesus requires discomfort or challenges, or means we need to change, and that's uncomfortable, hello, I mean, who, who, there, who out there just loves to change? No one raised their hand, right? When following him means I got to change the way I feel and change the way I think and change the way I talk and change the way I act. It's uncomfortable, but I have a comforter who comforts me and the uncomfortable, in the uncomfortable, I get comforted. And then I get the right feelings and the right thoughts and the right pers perspective. Not only that, listen, life is tough. Right? I mean, life is just, life is tough. The Bible doesn't say it, but, you know, life is hard. <laughs> Actually, I mean, the Bible kind of says it without those words, but life is tough. We all go through stuff. We all lose things and people and things happen and people do you wrong. Anybody ever done you wrong? We don't have to just sit and sulk 
embracing all that's been done to me. Okay. Let the comforter actually comfort you. You don't just have to sit there and be sad and depressed. He wants to be present with you in your discomfort. He wants to take your hurt feelings and your offenses and your broken heart and the things that have been spoken about you or at you when you've lost something or someone. He wants to be there and will be there to hold your heart and tell you it's going to be okay because, look, it really is going to be okay. If you follow Jesus, every little thing is going to be all right. (laughs) Really, it really will. Every little thing in life might not be easy, but if you follow him, everything will be all right. And sometimes that's how he comforts me. Like, Lord, this sucks right now. This is just hard. And the Holy Spirit doesn't go, oh, it's not hard. Just get over it. No, he goes, yeah, this is hard. But it's going to be all right. The comforter doesn't overlook or disregard our feelings. He just lets us know it's still going to be all right. Some of you have been through really rough stuff. Some of you have lost people and lost things and, and ha- have been in relationships that have hurt you and just life has just knocked you upside the head. Sickness. said I was going to go fast on this one. I'm sorry, but some, somebody just really needs comforting today. Just let him right there where you're sitting. Just let him let lean in and hear him telling you it's going to be all right. Look at me. You're going to be all right. Not just it's going to be all right. You're going to be all right. You are safe with him. I found in my own life that when I'm not being comforted isn't because he's not available to comfort me, but because I haven't leaned into him. And sometimes we just need to stop and let, let, him, let him reassure us, okay? Remember, the spirit of God is the spirit of your loving father. And he wants to be your comforter, your advocate. We kind of learned about this already. An advocate is someone who comes to help you and aid you when the task is too big, right? I don't know about you, but following Jesus is just too big, okay? 
but we have an advocate. We have someone who comes alongside us to help us, right? He's our aid. He's our helper. Intercessor, listen, it says he's our intercessor because we need someone to speak when we can't speak for ourselves. That's what intercessors do. They sp- an intercessor speaks for someone who can't speak for themselves. He's our intercessor. Counselor, because I know I'm not the only one that needs guidance from someone who knows me well. <laughs> he knows you. He knows everything about you. And he will guide you. He will give you counsel if you'll listen. Strengthener. Because, y'all, we're just simply not strong enough sometimes, right? We're not strong enough to follow Jesus. But he strengthens us and makes us able and capable. And finally, he's our standby. Because, get this, we need someone not only to stand by us, but I need somebody who's on standby. That they are ready to help when I call. He's our standby. Come on, I'm just going to say that again. He's our helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor counselor, strengthener, standby, and he is here. The Holy Spirit isn't coming. He's come. Since the day of Pentecost, there's no limitation to him. Because Jesus died on the cross, the barrier of sin was removed from our spirit And if you have, listen, if you have received the Holy Spirit, the spirit of adoption, there are now no barriers or limitations of his spirit in your life. The Holy Spirit is literally Jesus himself. The very essence of Jesus the voice of Jesus, the presence of Jesus. That's why Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm not going to abandon you. I'll come to you. And the next thing he says, I'll send the Holy Spirit. (laughs) The Holy Spirit is the spirit of Jesus. Anybody need Jesus to be close to you today? Well, the paraclete is here. The Holy Spirit is here. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really believe God spoke to you through his word today and is moving in your life. If you'd like more information about Encounter Church or you'd like to give your tithes and offerings, you can visit our website at EncounterChurchAtlanta.org. I'd also like to invite you to share this message on social media. Thanks again.